You're listening to the Faith Matters Podcast with Steve McKinley. Hello and welcome back. I came across this story recently of someone who missed, who barely missed a hole-in-one in the game of golf. And the guy says this, we were on number 12, a 177-yard par 3 with an elevated green. I get out my 6-iron, I hit the ball clean, it's going as straight as an arrow, right at flag. My buddy, who has been playing golf his whole life, starts yelling, get in the hole! But he pretty much does that on any shot that's remotely close to the hole. Except this one is going right at the pin. A second later we hear, clink! The ball hits the top of the flag stick, bounces directly down, leaves a ball mark no more than an inch away from the cup, then rolls a couple more inches. I had about a three to four inch tap in for a birdie. Uh, My buddy, the one who's been playing golf for 15 plus years and got me started in the game, said that that's the closest he had seen anyone almost make a hole in one. And then the man says, that was the most exciting 30 seconds of my short golf career. And uh, I'm not a golfer, but uh, I suspect that uh, a lot of people have uh, had that near miss of the hole-in-one. It's kind of like the big fish that got away when you're a fisherman. And we could remark, so close, so close, but not quite there. And, you know, Jesus effectively said this to a very religious, well-intending man in Mark chapter 12. And uh, I want to read this for you, and just to set the the stage here for the story, uh, or the account, um, the Sadducees, who are a group of religious elite uh, Jews in Jesus' day, they come to Jesus and they're questioning him. And they're not questioning out of curiosity, they're actually hostile um, questioners. They want to trip Jesus up, they want to um, prove him to be wrong, Uh, they want to bring him down. And so, you know, if you could ask any popular religious preacher, teacher, any question, what would it be? Well, uh, uh, a particular man of this group, a scribe, comes and asks Jesus this question. And so let me read here. This is Mark chapter 12, verse 28. And one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of all? And Jesus answered him, the first of all the commandments is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. And the scribe said unto him, Well, master, thou hast the truth, for there is one God, and there is none other but he. And to love him with all the heart, and with all the understanding, and with all the soul, and with all the strength, and to love his neighbor as himself, is more than than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. And when Jesus saw that he answered discreetly, he said unto him, Thou art not far from the kingdom of God. And no man after that durst ask him any question. 
And so the scribe here, he understands that Jesus has been disputing with these, uh, the, the religious elite, the Pharisees and the Sadducees of his day. He hears them and he thinks of his own question. And actually this scribe, he's not quite so hostile to Jesus. <clears throat> he is a little bit more curious, but he wants to go try him out and test him. And so what does this scribe ask Jesus, you know, arguably the, the most authoritative, the authoritative, most popular teacher of his day. Uh, he comes and asks him a popular theological debate kind of a question, and the Jews like to argue among themselves about uh, how would you rank uh, the laws? And think of the Ten Commandments. Which is the most important? How do you group them? How do you rank them? And so he, this scribe, he comes and wants to get Jesus' opinion on this, and he comes and asks him, Master, which is the greatest commandment? And Jesus, being who he is, God in the flesh, uh, the one who practically wrote the law uh, in his person, um, uh, wrote the law and established the law, um, along with God the Father, of course, he says to him, with all the authority of Jesus Christ, he said, the first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. So the number one greatest commandment, Jesus said, was to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, basically with your whole being. That's what pleases God, is to love him with your whole being. And the second is like it, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, for there is none other commandment greater than these. And so you are to have a perfect relationship with your father and a loving relationship with those around you. And Jesus says, these are the greatest commandments. And this scribe, I think he agrees with Jesus. And he, he says to him, <clears throat> well, master, thou hast said the truth. Hey, uh, he kind of pats Jesus on the back and says, uh, well spoken, uh, well done. He says, I agree with you. you. You spoke the truth. For there is one God and there is none other but he. And and now he's talking a little bit more quietly to Jesus. And he says, And to love him with all the heart and with all the understanding and with all the soul and with all the strength and to love his neighbor as himself is more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. This man understood that mere outward shows of religion. Um, in his day, it was offering burnt sacrifices and bringing your, your tithes and your offerings to the temple. Uh, what God cares about even more than these outward shows of religion is an inner heart uh, that loves God. And then in verse 34, it says, When Jesus saw that he answered discreetly, he said unto him, Thou art not far from the kingdom of God. Jesus essentially, effectively told this very religious, well-intending man, So close. So close, and yet not quite there. And so Jesus' reply is just a little bit surprising. 
Here this scribe came to Jesus wanting to basically pass judgment on Jesus and to test him. But Jesus, with a simple answer, turns the tables on the man and Jesus stands in judgment of the man. You see, the, the scribe, this very religious man, he is able to judge um, the importance of the law and pass judgment on basically how uh, closely people are following the law. But only Jesus Christ, being the God-man, being the very Son of God, only he can pass judgment on who gets into the kingdom of God and who has eternal life. And so Jesus answers this man with something that he didn't even ask. The man says, which are the most important commandments? And Jesus' reply indicates that there's something even more important than the commandments, as important as, important as they are. And Jesus said the most important one is to love the Lord your God and to love your neighbor as yourself. But you know what? This was the age of Messiah. Jesus had come, and it was no longer good enough just to keep the commandments and to look for the coming Messiah. In fact, the Messiah was standing right in front of this scribe. And effectively, Jesus was calling on him to place his faith in him. The scribe needed to recognize that the Jesus who was standing right in front of him was the very Messiah that all of the Old Testaments had prophesied about. And it wasn't good enough just to keep the law and say that you love God and try to love your neighbor as yourself. He needed to embrace the Messiah who was right there in front of him, the very one that he's questioning. But when Jesus saw his heart that he was open to the things of God, when he said from the heart, truly, you've, you've said well, Jesus, uh, to love the Lord your God is, is the most important thing, and to love your neighbor as yourself, Jesus responded to him, uh, you are so close, so close. He said, you, you are not far from the kingdom of God. That's because the man's heart was basically in the right place. He had a strong desire to love God and to keep the commandments, but there was yet one thing lacking, and that was that he needed to embrace Jesus Christ. He needed to recognize who this man really was. And so really it came down to a question of who is Jesus and the man was close to the kingdom of God, but not quite there yet because he had not fully come to terms with who Jesus was. And if you are worried about keeping religious traditions and you're concerned about pleasing God, and maybe you even have a, an admiration for Jesus, you know, maybe you would say, oh, I love Jesus. Maybe you even have a picture of Jesus hanging in your house or something then you are close to the kingdom of God. So close, so close. You're close to eternal life, but that may not be enough. The question is, have you been saved? Have you been saved? Do you have saving faith? 
Have you placed your full trust in the saving work of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary? Did you know that he died for your sins? He died to pay the full penalty for the sins that you owed. And if you accept his sacrifice and fully trust that it is sufficient to pay for your sins, you will be saved. And so the question for you is, have you been saved? Galatians 2.16 says, Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. It's not going to be good enough to keep trying to be a good person and to be kind to your neighbor, even to love God, even to hold a favorable view of Jesus Christ. You have to trust in him with your life. If Jesus were talking to you today, would he say, you are not far from the kingdom of God? You know, we never do find out if this scribe made it into the kingdom of God. This, the Bible doesn't tell us, and the Gospel of Mark here doesn't say if the man ever really became a disciple of Jesus or if he just remained curious about Jesus. And so we don't know. But we're all hoping he did make it into the kingdom of God. Perhaps we'll find out someday when we are in the kingdom. We can look around and see if he's there. question is, will you be in the kingdom Will I have the opportunity to see you in the kingdom someday? It all depends on, have you been saved? Have you trusted in Jesus Christ? Have you come to terms with who Jesus really is? God in the flesh and also the, the lamb who was slain uh, to pay the price for your sins. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I hope to see you in the kingdom someday.